I was getting my tattoo. Like, laying in a tattoo parlor, topless, basically. Watching the rain fall outside and thinking, like, this is a, this is a lot of rain. This is a little <laughs> bit scary. Like, I don't know... I don't know what was happening. And yeah, um, finished my tattoo, drove home. And the next day, the entire city was like on evacuation notice and shut down. And we had a massive flood. <laughs> and <laughs> so as I'm like watching the news and obviously couldn't get to work or whatever, I just got a simple text message from my sister that said, God heard about your tattoo and he's pissed. <laughs> 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 yeah, so. Hello and welcome to Not So Peter Priesthood Podcast. This is your host, Jake Taylor. Um, right at the top, you can be a deer and go rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't use Spotify, so I don't know if you can rate, review, and subscribe there, but if you can, do it. Um, and then please, if you're going to rate, rate, rate me, uh, <laughs> at least a four star minimum, that's all I ask. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, even if you hate me, because I need love and validation. So, um, anyway, uh, also, if you want to reach out to me, you can get reach me at, uh, if you want to hold me, then that's a whole other story. But if you want to reach me, you can reach me at <laughs> notsopeterpriested at gmail.com or on Instagram at notsopeterpriested. Um yeah, I don't, I feel like that was the weirdest introduction I've ever given, but, you know, hopefully you guys stick around, because we got the better, the better, the the Canadian of the emotional support Canadian is here to save the day, because I'm just rambling now. Dusty, help me. <laughs> Hi. Hi, I'm here. It's okay. <laughs> that, was, that was a flounder. <laughs> Too bad that's a one take and I don't edit, so enjoy that, <laughs> listeners. It's okay. The emotional support Canadian is here. You're all going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it all better. <laughs> okay, we're here. It's good. It's good. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm okay. Good. <laughs> Drinking some contraband, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I love that you have contraband. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm feeling really good. Maybe that's why I was spiraling. But, you know. <laughs> it's fu- it's more fun when we've had some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and it's a Tuesday night, so that tells you uh, that tells you anything about my week so far. So. <laughs> <laughs> amen. Amen. Uh, solo mission with the parenting again this week so i'm right there with you i'm like it's only tuesday really (laughs) and yesterday was a holiday what (laughs) for you oh yeah you didn't have yeah that's next week for us oh Um, yeah it's not a holiday for us it's just (laughs) oh it's fine 
we did talk about that. It was the Victoria Day, and yeah. we're saying I'll hail the dead queen. So thank you for the thank day off. Thank you for the day off. <laughs> <laughs> I think it technically celebrates like Queen Elizabeth's birthday too. Yeah. But we normally, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like the monarchy like, is just like a figurehead. She doesn't right, actually yeah. like do anything. Here. She's there to look cute. And, She's on our coins. Yeah. And then, like, we also have a beaver on our coins, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not that kind. <laughs> I, <laughs> there's so many thoughts with that one. Um, <laughs> Come back to the Toonie thing again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Listeners, uh, Dusty is uh getting herself a birthday present and that is a little tattoo and i asked her how big she was going to get it because i'm a size queen but also because i wanted to know and um she said you know like the size of a toonie and i was like i don't i don't don't know what's wrong with me it was like me telling you like make sure you get your passport to go to hawaii you don't need a passport I mean, it's, it's your own country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, guys, I promise I'm not dumb. I just, I just forget sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm dumb. It's fine. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the natural <laughs> At least you can buy it, honestly. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Yes, I'm getting a tattoo in two-ish, three-ish weeks. Yeah. And we're going to have to have, like, a birthday episode. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about, I don't know, aging outside of the church. (laughs) (laughs) And how how haggard I am because I don't have the light of Christ in my eyes anymore. (laughs) We were talking about how um, listeners, uh, <laughs> we were on Not So Molly Mormon podcast, and I don't know if they're going to have video of it, but um, they, well, they are, but I don't know. Anyway, so um, our conversation was that Dusty was saying, oh, that's what they look like. They're looking all pretty haggard. <laughs> <laughs> Rage. <laughs> All the rage has really aged me past my years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, what was it? So this my coworker. I have a well, when I was working at Barnes and Noble so long ago. <laughs> um oh, <laughs> that old life of mine, you know. Um I <laughs> there was a coworker of mine that is like three or four months younger than me and he like and none of my other co-workers our other co-workers believed that we were like the same age because we both looked they said that i looked older like thanks <laughs> and that he looked younger like that he looked a lot younger than and i was like because he had a baby face oh. and then and i was just like cool yeah and then he was trying to explain it to me and he was saying well you've just had more life experience and i'm like that's just, a nice way of saying i've had a hard life thank you i was just gonna <laughs> say it was like he rode hard put away wet like yeah. a really nice comment 
thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go drink away my feelings. It's fine. Um, oh, my husband is three and a half years younger than me. And my sister, her husband is three and a half years younger than her. Like, it's weird that it worked out that way. But any time that my brother-in-law shaves, she's like, oh, now people are going to know I'm married to a child. Because <laughs> he looks very young without facial hair. <laughs> she's like, so, yeah, anytime he shaves, she's like, I'm not going out in public with you. You look too young. <laughs> like, you have five children. You're not that young. <laughs> yeah. Easy killer. <laughs> you cougar. Oh, that's so funny. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Well, are you still here, listeners? Please say yes. Um so <laughs> uh Dusty has our moments with Mormons today. I do. I totally do. Okay. So <laughs> I okay. So I took my son to the library. He has this little library class that he goes to that's not parented. Forty five minutes child free because oh. oh. my older one's in school at the same time so mm. I oh. anyways so it was his first class <laughs> and he he was a little nervous and I was a little nervous so it's a glass wall so I said I'll just sit out here on the other side of the glass wall in case you need me so you can see me everything's good he's like okay mommy so <clears throat> and of course other parents are doing the same thing because it's the first class of the session or whatever so I send him in. He's fine. He doesn't—he literally doesn't even care that I'm not there. He's like, whatever. Bye, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but like, as I was sitting there, um, there was like two other moms that were kind of chatting and we kind of got to chatting or whatever. And then another mom came in and like immediately the vibe changed immediately. Like they were having a conversation like over my head because I like I was sitting and then the woman was sitting and then they were like across the hall and just like talking over top of me. Oh. So I was, I was like, so uncomfortable. <laughs> like it was very obvious that they all knew each other. And so, yeah, I, I like did it. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but then they like, but then they, I think they like noticed like, like they were being very awkward about like, trying to like talk around me and I'm just like sitting there like an awkward lump. It's fine. I'm, oh. I'm, I have, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so then they like asked me like, Oh, how many kids do you have? And I was like, Oh, I have two. And they were like, Oh yeah, I have five. Oh yeah. I have four. Oh yeah. We're going to try for one more. We have six right now. And I was like, oh. these women are Mormon. They're so more, they have to be Mormon. Right. right. And so I'm just kind of, like, shrinking into my, like, little, like, bubble of, like, being an introvert. And I actually don't like having a conversation with this many people at once. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. And they keep chatting back and forth. And they're like, yeah. And the woman was like, well, when I was in Brazil, people thought we were crazy because we had three. And, like, that's way too many kids. But, like, in the church, you always have a lot of kids. And I was like, oh, she's either Mormon or Catholic. Coming from Brazil and having a lot of kids. It's one of the two. Mm -hmm. And then one of the other women was talking yeah. And one of the other women was like, yeah, people think we're crazy because we have four and I really want to have another one. And I was like, yep, we're definitely Mormon. Anyways, so I, I eventually like excused myself and like escaped. <laughs> so I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And then the next week, I <laughs> did not sit with them. <laughs> I just like sent my little guy into his class he's like peace i'm like yeah see you later and i went down like the corner of the library all by myself quietly and like read my book 
But when I was coming to pick him up, I like came around the corner and like walked into the conversation of like, yeah, so her new calling is like with children. But I just don't think that's fair because like she teaches kids all week at work and then she has to like have them at, at church on Sunday. And I was like, oh, I knew it. They're Mormon. They're all, all Mormon. Uh, oh, man. I mean, I don't. It's funny because like all like um, obviously where I live, like chances are. Yeah, it's, you know, and so it's weird when I like uh, where I work now, there's actually all the people I work with are not. Mormon and I'm just oh, like nice. oh this is great and I'm Look like all these normies <laughs> yeah I'm like um or they've had like experiences like or they're like um inactive kind of I don't know one that I thought was um very Mormon because she has a Rick's College uh degree on her wall um oh. she came in with coffee the other day and I was like what's happening here What's, 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 what is this? Like the Karen thing? <laughs> what's this? What's that? What's happening, what's honey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's Karen from Will and Grace, not the Karens that want to speak to the manager listeners. Um, anyway, um, it makes me sad that that's like the, that's the name that got chosen because Karen, like from Will and Grace. She's well, and I know a really lovely Karen. Karen. Like, yeah. One of my favorite people is named Karen. And so, but her whole family <laughs> got like t-shirts made that are like, whatever, Karen. They say, whatever, Karen. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, well, and I always get that. Uh, okay, listeners, I'm going to disclose this. But if any of you ever say it to me, <laughs> <laughs> um, I get the... Jake from State Farm. The worst is when a guy that's like flirting with me will say it to me, and I'm like, <laughs> "You just lost all your chances with me." Sorry. Bye bye. <laughs> Forgot to tell you the other night, my husband's cell phone, like his work phone, rang, and it was somebody from work, and so he answered, and he was like, "Hello," <laughs> like all weird. And I could hear like the guy, and he was like, "Hi." What are you wearing? And Patrick was like, khakis. <laughs> I was like, oh, I need to tell Jake this. And I totally forgot till just right now. <laughs> anyway. I mean, I could play it up, but though at the same time, I'm like, that has been like, what, five years? Something like that? Oh, it's like, way more than that. Like, Ten years? Something like that? Like, easily, yeah. Because they changed the guy. Jake was white, and now it's a black Jake. Oh, really? Mm. Oh. Well... Yeah, and I. Anyway, before that, it was Jake the Snake and Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. So I guess, you know, it's always going to be a thing, but there's always going to be something. <sighs> but I digress. Anyway, so. By having a boy's name, it's good. Nobody can do anything, but. Oh, you have a boy's name. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Haven't heard that one before. <laughs> I do? What? <laughs> when I meet other Dustins, I just say, they always say, oh, your name's Dustin? You have a boy's name? And I go, no, you have a girl's name. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Very confusing for all of them. <laughs> They're like, wait, what? <laughs> Anyways, 
Moving on. That was a long tangent. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. No. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. We not sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. So our topic today is we're going to talk about uh, kind of the Exmo community, uh, but like in the the cool kids, like in them. Uh, I don't even know how to introduce it. Um, I'm doing yeah. so this professional. Um, like your like, listeners are gonna have to email or like message you on Instagram and see if they feel the same way that we feel about how like Exmo influencers are kind of like celebrity almost. Yeah. Is that a good way to put it? <clears throat> yeah. And there's a select few that are and slight disclaimer we're not going to be calling anybody out like we just not that's not our purpose for this it's mm-hmm. just to kind of um it's i guess just bring a dialogue to it yeah and yeah. also just kind of something we're we've noticed and we want to kind of vent about and also just like see if other people feel the same way and if it's you know so um so the only one we're probably going to mention by specifics is, um, and not to like call it out, but like just to kind of, it's a good example of like what we're kind of talking about yeah. is, um, and <laughs> I think that like the Exmo community, there's a lot of, obviously there's good intentions. Like we're, I mean, we're part of it obviously. And so yeah, like, yeah. part of deconstructing is to like, to vent like we do, you know, until like get your feelings out there and to like relate with each other and find mm-hmm. connections of other people that relate. Um, and yeah, because when I was leaving, the most helpful thing was hearing people think things that I mm-hmm. had thought, like they would say things that I was like, oh, I've thought that exact thing. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And I think that's why I was so drawn to like Not Somali Mormon podcast. I think that was because they were so much more real to me than um, some of these other Exmo podcasts and not to like diminish what they do, but they're like, there's some, and there's a lot of people, there's a lot of value to like, it just, I think you're drawn to what you, what works for you too. Yeah. So um, I, and honestly, I haven't listened to that many other Exmo podcasts. There's just a few that I've listened to, but like, um, and doesn't even not necessarily just podcasts, but like Instagram and TikTok. There's a lot of there's like a whole Exmo TikTok going yeah. on right now, and it's been it's been going on for a while, but it's it's been pretty popular lately. Um, and I don't know if that's just because my algorithm finds it, but anyway, but the no, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I I've noticed that too because I I followed a lot of exmo people on tiktok because of the expo thing and yeah lately it seemed to be like an influx of people on there for whatever reason yeah probably because of that talk that came out about if they had tiktok oh. and joseph smith's day and so every expo was like i'm gonna make a tiktok <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well now they've wasn't there's um some quote about uh, one of the uh, one of the general authorities talking about how um, TikTok was like the the devil's landscape. What was it? Something. Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah, I think like so. It was 
basically like you know how they usually do like the core horrors and the devil is all in the yeah. whatever and the fear fear tactics whatever so othering they gotta make it seem like we're just like angry and that we have nothing better to do than to just rant against the church which i mean <laughs> clearly that's all we have time for. <laughs> yeah we're not busy at all no, not at all <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I I don't, like, and I even said to Jake, like, before we started recording, like, I don't know if this is a me thing, because I felt very, so I grew up in Cardston, if anybody who knows what that is. It's, like, the Salt Lake on a tiny scale of Canada, basically. Like, there's a temple that shares the parking lot with my high school, like, 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would always park facing like the the entrance that you would go into for like baptisms for the dead i always parked on that like parking or the on the block there i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say but just just read my mind everybody <laughs> <laughs> on the street you see the there we go the from the yes. from the school yeah so. like i would park in front of the temple and then i would cross the street to go to high school because all my classes were like on that end of the high school so so wild that's even worse than here <laughs> anyway like the high school the seminary building and the temple or like make a triangle Ew. yeah it's weird Creepy. anyways <laughs> so i felt very um so in our high school i swear it was like it was probably 90 percent mormon and like 40 percent indigenous kids so it was a very it was a very strange like mix there yeah. Um, and I felt like there was a lot of like the cool Mormons who were like a little rebellious and like mm. partied on the weekends. And then there was like the rich Mormons who lived in certain houses in a certain part of town and did certain things. And that and then there was like the not Mormon kids. And so I never really fit because I didn't live in Cardston. I lived, I grew up on a ranch, like way outside of town. I had to be bussed in. So I wasn't like a town kid. So I didn't fit in with those kids. And I was trying really hard to be like a good Mormon kid. So I didn't really fit in with the rebellious kids all the time. So I don't know if it's just like me being like feeling ostracized from these communities a little bit. Yeah. So. Maybe. No, I'd, I can remember, like, I, I feel what you're saying, because I was um, in high school, like, I was always just kind of like this, like, in middle ground, too. Like, I just kind of, um, I was kind of acquaintances with everybody, but, like, I did have my group, but, like, we were all just kind of, like, every, like, we weren't the popular kids, but we were also weren't, like, the... There was definitely like a clique too. Like you had the the very popular Mormons that were, um, and they, I don't know if they were like rebellious or anything, but they were always just like, oh, they're the that's the seminary president and that's the you know like they yeah. were kind of like the, yeah. the, and obviously there was something about them that was like, and everybody knows them and it's just mm-hmm. yeah and that kind of thing and everybody wants to be friends with them and everybody wants to be them and that yeah. kind of thing. And, and like the church spilled over into school where like yeah. they were seminary president. So they were also active on like student body council and uh-huh. 
And like yeah. Mr. and Miss, you know, CHS or whatever. Or like prom king and queen and that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. I totally get yeah. that. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm glad I'm not like. Weird I, in that. I mean, I'm no. weird in that, but. Uh, <laughs> that's besides that. that. <laughs> but I, I definitely think there's like clicks. Regardless of where you go, but like I feel like, um, even in the church, like you're just like a, a place that you're supposed to be so like welcoming and like everybody's supposed to be friendly and like. Mm-hmm one body of you know your congregation or whatever but like there's definitely like everybody sits in their same seats and everything and you all associate with the same people every week and you yep. you don't really um associate with certain you know like there's mm-hmm. just certain people that you just don't talk certain to families much, you don't have to do with, yeah yeah and i don't know i think some socioeconomic stuff falls into that because like very much so and then also, obviously, if, like, I'm thinking about, like, the congregations I was in growing up, like, very few, like, non-white people, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, if there ever were one, it would, like, a family of non-white, I'm, like, there was, I can remember there was a Native American. I grew up, like, near Native Americans, like, there was a bunch of... In, um, Native Americans in my school and everything like there was like a reservation right by me kind of thing um, in Utah and we um, so I went to school with a lot of them but they um, hardly any of them were actually Mormon yeah and so um, which <laughs> good on them because <laughs> <laughs> we know why and yeah <laughs> um, the but I can remember there was one I can't remember. I can vaguely remember. I don't remember his name, but I just remember him coming to church every once in a while and just being kind of like in awe that there was this person that wasn't white, you know? It was, yeah. It's really sad yeah. to think about yeah. that, you know? <laughs> no, I totally, if, yeah. But like, I think that we had like, yeah, a, the, the first time like seeing a family like of color in a ward was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I totally, I totally understand. Yeah. Well, and even, um, I think I've mentioned this before. This is a tangent that I didn't expect to get on. But the, um, when I was in Florida on my mission, uh, well, one of my investigators, I fucking hate that word, but yeah, one of the investigators was one of, one, one of your victims. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Luckily, okay. she didn't do. She didn't join. You know, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, she actually ended up, I think, probably learning the truth because, like, eventually she just started. She like, didn't talk to the missionaries at all, and so, um, but she and I had like a connection, and she was black, but she was, um, and she had three three daughters. They were gorgeous, and she brought them. Um, we finally convinced her to come to church, and it was a like all-white ward, basically. And she obviously felt uncomfortable. And yeah. So, anyway, but, um, and she never came back again to that. Like, she just, uh, yeah. Probably like, those white people are crazy. Yeah. Peace out. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then also, the other thing I was going to mention was that my mission president started an all-black ward 
Branch. Did I tell you about mm-hmm. that? No. I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast before, but uh, he started it in downtown Tampa um, because he was trying to like get more black people in the church, but like. I'm like, um, that's segregation. <laughs> yeah, Nikki, there's, there, I don't know if there is any more, because, like, obviously I haven't been involved in the church in years, but there was, like, a native ward in Cardston, or a native branch. They called it the native branch. And it was all people either from the reserve or people that lived, like, in town off the reserve. Because the highway in Cardston splits, like, the reserve's on one side, Cardston not, is on the other side. So it's, like, very close. <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> Sorry, it like broke up right there. So oh, that's okay. <laughs> your face is like frozen in a really weird. I thought you were just like in horror, which I mean, yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, <sighs> um, so I missed all that. Basically. Oh, you said there was like a Native American. Um, yeah, it was the Native na- branch. Na- sorry, Native yeah. branch. Sorry, no. not Native American, but yeah, um, Indigenous branch. I guess is that what? That would be I like what they should have called it. But I mean, this was this was twenty years ago that I was even involved in anything down there, and it was just the Native branch is what they called it. But oh, really? But yeah, again, segregation basically. Yeah. See, and to me, there's a thing like. I get like having as like a Spanish branch, like because there's language barriers, oh, yeah. but like, yeah, but like to have just like a straight up, this is your branch because you're a different color. Like that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Especially when it was like, like it was on the reserve and off the reserve, so it wasn't like a boundary thing. It was just like you plucked and put there. It oh, just felt yeah. icky. Mm, no. So. But, um, anyway, going back to, like, we were talking about, um, I think because the, like, we are raised, like, especially if you're, like, raised in the church, like, I know there's, like, people, probably listeners that were converts to the church, but, like, raised in the church, you, um, you kind of have this, uh, like, because that's so built into you that, like, the clicks and stuff. And I, I get that that happens in high schools everywhere, but like, Oh yeah. But it's different when you experience, and I'm sure like other religions experience it too, but like, um, but like the clicky thing should not be happening in like a Christian <laughs> setting. You would think, yeah. Like we're all just equal <laughs> under God. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think some of that like carries into the Exmo community just because it's something we're used to. I don't know if that's. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's just like something that's built into us. Like, like you were saying how this kind of ties in, but we were talking about how Exmos are very susceptible to falling into another high demand, whatever, mm-hmm. whether it's yeah. another religion. 
um, whether it's like a cult, whether it's like an exercise. Yeah, military (laughs) is very high demand. Like yoga communities can be very high demand. Um, But we all like I MLMs. MLMs very much so. Yeah, very much so because it's programmed that you function that way, that you have a downline, whether it's people you've brought to church or, or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I'm just, sorry. I don't know. I like lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I know what you're saying. Like the, um, it's just, we are susceptible to it because we're, um, that's what we're used to. We're used yeah. to that structure. And we mm-hmm. um, we want that. And when we see structure, we're just like, yeah, okay. Or we it see makes a sense, leader, right? Yeah. yeah. Or we yeah. see a leader that we want, we can focus our energy and our attention on. And who's saying, like, come with me. This is the way, you know, this is not like this is the way, like, in Christ way. But, like, this is something you can do, you know. And this yeah. is something you can here's, focus your Here's a formula, and it works. Follow mm-hmm. the formula, and yeah. you succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And I think there's um there's obviously good intentions with like Exmo um content producers that want to produce like these are things that help help us help you know deconstruct, you know. And, yeah, yeah. But I think there's danger in allowing that to um overrule your the way you um, I've had to like my personally myself. I had to like step back sometimes and be like, because I get I can find myself like getting too involved in it and too like, oh well, I would you know like, um, I kind of like I've being having this podcast. It's like I do get questions sometimes where it's like they're like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, I can give my opinion, but I'm not gonna like. And this and my experiences, but I'm just like I feel weird about like being too involved in that because I'm just like I don't want to. Where am I going with this? You're not you're <laughs> a professional deconstructor. Yeah. Something right? Like people yeah. want advice, and you're you can give your your thoughts on it, but like we are not professional anything. <laughs> we have a microphone and what we do. <laughs> I mean, I'm a professional. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you can tell, I've had interactions with like content creators on social media, and there is a very definite distinction between content creators who genuinely are like want to help people and like want to connect with people and like want to build up everybody to like to be okay. Like, they genuinely just want to tell their story to help other people. And yeah. then there's these content creators that are very too cool, do not want have time for conversations or questions about things. Um, they are just, it's just that a little too big for their britches thing. And I, I don't, again, I don't know if that's just me being like, oh, it gives them the right to be tiktok famous and too cool for everybody or whatever yeah or if it's more of that like falling back into that i'm at a higher level than you mm-hmm. and so i'm getting a better celestial glory or whatever right 
Yeah, that's a good point because it's like um, it's kind of in that whole thing of um, I'm more righteous than you kind of thing, and so yeah, you know, yeah. Um, but in a whole different level. Um, like in a yeah, a completely different way, but still that mentality of like, well. I have more followers than you, so clearly I'm more righteous or, or whatever. Yeah, and you had mentioned too about how it was when we were talking about this topic. We were um, how there's like location, like it seems like a lot of the content creators from Utah, not like specifics, but I'm just like when you're like when there's some so many in proximity mm-hmm. of each other, it's easier for them to get together and to yeah. make these like connections with other exmos and whatever and where i mean i'm i haven't even found a community here um and i live in like little utah so like um (laughs) i um i don't know if uh i mean i definitely have people here that are but they're not like other content creators you know it's like right yeah um i do have a support system here but it's not based around that but like um but I think but then I was also thinking today when I was like thinking about this topic I was just like I was also like I understand like it's good that like Utah has that coming out of it because like it is the the head what do they call it the head what's the word headquarters headquarters of the church yeah, so, so it would be like, good for there to be an Exmo headquarters there. Yeah, and it but would you, make sense too because there's so many of them that there would eventually be anybody that leaves. There's going to be a lot of there's going to be a concentration of it there. Yeah, because like the majority of like mommy bloggers and YouTube stars stars in quotation mark are Utah Mormon moms. A lot of them. Oh uh, yeah. So it makes sense that then yeah there would be the flip of like. Of course, there's going to be content creators who are Exmo for sure, mm-hmm. but it just sometimes feels a little, um, I don't know what the word is. Like a mean girl situation. You can't sit with us. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. You can't sit yeah. with us. Like, because I remember content. You're not doing this a certain way yeah. and you're, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. because there was a really good idea that came out of, like, the Exmo community. And I was like, this is genius. I need to do this in, like, my community in Canada. And so I contacted, and it was basically like, that's our idea? Sorry. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was very, like, yeah. but you're, like, thousands right. of miles away. Are you Like, why do you care what we... I was just reaching out as like, hey, this is a cool idea. I'm going to do this. And it came back as like, mm-hmm. you can't have our idea. We'll be there doing this. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like a little like. That's gross. I don't like that. <laughs> and that's where I'm thinking of like these cool kid Exmos where I'm like, well, what what gives certain people the right to have like, you know, the whole claim to the XML community just because they live in a certain state or country yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. I get you. That doesn't, um, well, that makes me think too, like, um, it sometimes feels like there's a, 
like a one-up type thing where it's like a yeah my trauma is worse than yours so my story is more important than yours yes yeah and they invalidate other people's traumas by and like the things that they've gone through even just by saying I've had people say like well your story is just, just like just like mine similar to mine you know and just like kind of diminishing it and I'm like yeah, yeah but my story is mine and yeah, regardless, your story is yours. Yeah, you have not walked to that person's path, so you don't know how their shoes fit and vice versa. You can't yeah. say it's harder because you're not that person. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And I find and, that very much as soon as you share a story. And I always like hesitate when people like want to talk to me about it because I'm like, oh, where is this going to go? Because yeah. <laughs> it's <either laughs> like, oh, that's sad. What happened to me? And I'm like, OK, OK, like, yeah. it's not a competition. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've had shitty like things happen to me, but I've had really good things happen to me, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're waiting to pounce and be like, yeah, oh, but that happened to you? Well, oh, let me tell you my story, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. I I get that, like, by hearing other people's stories and by, like, we've um, kind of built this culture of just, like, listening to other people's stories and I get that's great I think it's a very Mm -hmm. cathartic tool it's something that's helped me it's obvious it sounds like it's helped you very much yeah um I just I I think there's a date like obviously there's danger in like feeling like um you're obviously nobody's trauma is more is worse than others you know what I'm saying like yeah it's all relative yeah yeah because I've had people like reach out to me like on like in my dms and be like oh mine's not my story isn't as bad as yours and I'm like but it is because it's your story like and so I I sometimes feel bad about that that people feel like they pre-apologize that their story is not as bad as mine but do I have time to talk to them like of course and I feel like these these cool kid exmos are perpetrating that of yours isn't as big as mine yours isn't as horrible as mine so we have nothing to talk about yeah and that's dangerous yeah and I've even seen I'm not calling anybody out um sorry I'm just I'm trying I know I'm trying really hard to like I I I love a lot of the creators. I think I like I've had conversations with Exmo creators that have been like, like where I've been like, Oh God, they actually like responded to my comments. That's cool. You know? And then I've had other ones where it's like, it's been a bad experience. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah. Well, and like, just like it's with the TikToks, some of the, some of the ones I've seen are hilarious. They're great. I love that. So there's nice. one that um, dances around in temple clothes. I'm pretty sure yeah. there's plenty of them, but like, I think she was one of the first ones that started doing that, and I loved nice. it. And um, but there's some that like over dramatize stuff, you know. And I'm just like, I'm like, I get it. I get what you're doing, but like, it doesn't. I don't know. It just it feels fake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like all just... for like making fun of something to work through that trauma, like mm-hmm. poking fun at it or being very irreverent about those things. Absolutely. Like if that's what helps you get through it, 
make the TikTok, put it online, you know, scream, burn, burn the garments, whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. But there is a line that I feel where it's so over the top and it's so repetitively done mm-hmm. that it's it's now becoming this money making scheme rather than what it started as. Yeah. If that makes sense. Or like an attention grab, like you're trying to you're just like yeah. Trying to get the the likes. And get the, the like. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's just doing it for the gram. It's not. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and I, I can appreciate um, vulnerability on those platforms because, like, I personally like, I have a TikTok and I don't, I rarely put my face on there just because I just I don't I don't know I've I've done like the little lip sync thing I can't do it I can't do that shit. <laughs> No, I'm not going to put myself out there that way. No. <laughs> no. So I get, the, I'm very appreciative of people that take the time to learn how to do that and get, have been yeah, able to skill. produce really great stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. I guess it's just this whole thing of um, like the attention thing i just it loses like you said it loses its meaning it loses Mm -hmm. um its power its punch because it's like cool you're just doing like what everybody else is doing for one and you're also just like you're kind of just doing this it just feels very ingenuine Mm -hmm. yeah and repetitive like you were saying yeah yeah the repetitive is where i'm like you you said that last week (laughs) not that we should promote like the hustle culture and like always having to have the next funny idea or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. On a different note, speaking of TikToks, did you, have you seen like the missionary disc TikToks? We got to do an episode on that because. They're so painful. They're painful. Talk about cringe. Oh, I mean, at least, at least the Exmo community is not doing that shit. (laughs) Yeah. Can we, can we wrap about scriptures, please. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the fact that missionaries can have um, all this, like, okay, back in my day. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of <laughs> Yes, I'm going to get Botox soon. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I, like, all we could do is email once a week. Like, mm. and that was like, that was very much like limited to, I think it was like an hour we could do. We had to go to the library and like, that was it. And um, the assistants to the president got a cell phone and that was like a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And they would, little nerds would wear it on their belts. <laughs> like, you guys are little Nerd flip flip. phone. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, <laughs> but now, Apparently, all of them get cell phones, like, or whatever, and they can do, and uh, my coworker that, um, she has a boyfriend that's on a mission in Utah, and she can apparently talk to him once a week, I think, on a cell phone, and she, like, gets pictures from him on, like, all the time, and it's like, hmm, cool, wow, yeah, is this even, like, a... What's, I mean, I'm not condoning what they do to missionaries, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, what the? 
what the fuck? <laughs> right? Yeah. Because, like, my sister served not even that long ago. Like, and, I mean, I don't know if it's because she was in, like, Romania or whatever, but same thing. Like, she didn't have access to a phone. She had to email. Like, we talked to her. I talked to her twice, her entire mission, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like, talking on the phone was just Mother's Day and Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, we got to Skype with her on Christmas. I think she was gone for two Christmases because I feel like we Skyped oh. twice. I don't even know. I don't know when to start. Hi. Uh, <laughs> hi, listeners. Uh, we had technical difficulties, but we're back. So um, Sometimes the, the igloo melts and touches the wires <laughs> and the internet goes down. Sorry. It's the joys of living in Canada. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I have no idea what we were talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so this might feel a little disjointed for you listeners, but, you know, we'll We still we'll love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't... Um, so... <laughs> I think we were talking... We were just talking about, like, the TikTok creators uh, and yeah. all that stuff, right? Yeah. I think. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. fine. We can do it. I think we were going on a tangent about missionaries and then... Um, oh, maybe that's what it was. And then yeah. maybe we started talking about God's little missionaries and he was like, mm, nope, cutting the internet. <laughs> yeah, he's like, shut that shit down. It's like when I got yeah. my, my tattoo. Yeah. God flooded oh. my city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta tell that story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, getting um, my was it my first yeah it was my first tattoo I was getting my ribs done and um, I busted out of work early and it was pouring rain like a rain the Calgary has never really seen before and I was getting <laughs> my tattoo like laying in a tattoo parlor topless basically watching the rain fall outside and thinking like. This is a this is a lot of rain. This is a little <laughs> bit scary. Like I don't know, I don't know what's what's happening. And yeah, um, finished my tattoo, drove home, and the next day the entire city was like on evacuation notice and shut down, and we had a massive flood. <laughs> and so as I'm like watching the news, and obviously couldn't get to work or whatever, I just got a simple text message from my sister. That said, God heard about your tattoo and he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. 
So <sighs> anybody who um, lost their house in 2013 in Calgary, it's my fault. I got a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Now you know. Now you know. Come <laughs> hell or high water, it's all Dusty's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we had shirts. We had shirts that said come, or, that said, come hell or high water. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's crazy. It's so That's crazy. Awesome. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> there's a tangent for you. <laughs> How funny my sister is. <laughs> That's great. I love it that she just texted you that. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, no preamble, nothing. It was just God heard about your tattoo and he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So. Uh, one thing I was going to mention, um, going back to like our topic about the, um, there's been like events that I've noticed and I, I understand they're, I'm not going to, listeners will be able to deduce what I'm talking about. Um, I, there's like, I like, like, um events and stuff like conferences and like that kind of stuff which is great bring people together i don't like the but, word conference i'm sorry i'm sorry it just sorry. made me like very ill all of a sudden sorry I sorry called conferences do they are call they, them conferences i don't think so what they call them? i don't know yeah it makes me ill i don't think they would do that i don't hope not uh i know there was one called the gala <laughs> yeah that's fine and uh but anyway it's basically a conference, but you know, I don't like that word either. Um, <laughs> but um, they like you have this gathering of ex Mormons, which is great. Absolutely, we, yeah. We have a community. It's nice to have you know make connections and that kind of stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I've seen videos of it, and I'm just like, it's cringy. It just feels like icky to me like there's some there's a little bit of that like a feeling of um i want to say worship but like yeah and like churchy feeling a churchy vibe about it like where there's like you got speakers and you got like you know this all this and you know you and i get that's the what they're going for is for these are people that are in the public eye that are speaking and that are, you know, they are that kind of thing, but like, and they're well-known names in the community. So it's like, I get it. But at the same time, I'm just like, it feels very popular kid to me, like very in that realm too. And also just like, Mm -hmm. also like we were talking about how it's like, also this we're we're susceptible to, wanting that kind of a a niche and that kind of community and that kind of structure. We want yeah. that. And um yeah, I don't like I am I'm part of a couple Exmo like groups on Facebook or whatever. And a woman went to one of those events that you're kind of mentioning and posted and said, I'm not saying this. I'm not calling anybody out, but the <laughs> Was anybody there and did anybody feel like a very much like cult leader feeling at the event? And there was like three or four other women who were like, yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
so I just I think that was I think that's the the crux of what we're getting at with this whole thing is that like we just I guess maybe a word of caution to people to listeners yeah. that like um and I I'm not to discredit what they're doing but like also just to no. like but also um just like I guess watch what how you how it makes you feel and if you mm-hmm. feel if you do feel like you're kind of because part of deconstruction is to separate yourself and to like be authentic and to be to be able to stand on your own and be mm-hmm. your own structure without all those other things you can have a support system that's great absolutely and vital everybody needs a support system mm-hmm. and how that looks is different for everybody but like where you've worked so hard to get away from that and that that kind of structure that can be toxic mm-hmm. obviously as we know the church but like you you don't want to go from the pot you know the boiling pot of water into the fire <laughs> you yeah. know like you don't want to you don't want to go from one thing to another and just just like I've talked to I think Christy who's been on the show before um she she and I talked about how me going straight from leaving the church and going into the military was basically high demand to high demand and now now I'm finally like out of both mm-hmm. it's no wonder I feel kind of loose and free and kind of weird you know like kind of just kind of there's been moments of just like what the fuck is happening right now you know Mm -hmm. and I um I do find myself wanting to find some sort of structure and something like belonging because I think that's I mean obviously that's human nature but like absolutely um we all want to belong but like I also know that I don't want I I want something that's not high demand and something that's not going to be like asking me to give parts of myself that I don't want to give anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I fear for people who are fresh out of situations that are turning around and giving money to be a part of for like, for example, I joined a yoga gym that was, um, I'm going to call it out. It was Baptiste yoga. Um, and it was very, um, I, I think it was very toxic and anybody can come for me, but I felt, I feel now looking back on it, it was very culty. It was very toxic. It was very, um, yeah, it was not a good place. And I put a lot of money to be involved in that. So I went from paying a lot of tithing to then paying a lot of money to be in this tight knit, yeah. you know, it's other exclusivity thing exclusivity, that yeah. brings out the speaks to us like it's just um and it's I think it's, we're we're a little more susceptible to it especially when you're fresh out of coming out of that and just very deconstructing because yeah. it's like you're in a very vulnerable place very much so and um I <laughs> it's funny because right after right between leaving the church and joining the navy I was in CrossFit <laughs> yeah so, which is also it has been called a cult. And, it is. No, uh, it is. It for is. Sure. So. It's for sure a cult. <laughs> <laughs> I have literally gone from one thing to another. And um, so I'm speaking from experience that this is like, and I don't think I actually saw it. Like, I didn't see CrossFit as a cult. When you're in it, obviously. No, you know, no, you never do church, when you're in it. 
yeah, I just was like, yeah, I'm doing this for my health. I'm doing it like we get really fit, getting ready for the Navy, that kind of thing. And then realized how into it people get and how there's like, there's definitely like a click within that. And like, Mm -hmm. if you're not like doing it a certain, you're not trying to up yourself and getting into this level of like doing the games and all that stuff. Like, yeah, then you're just kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just there. And then obviously the Navy, there's that structure and you, that one I saw blatantly. I was like, Oh man, I just like signed my life away to like, to another cult. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, uh, at least they're paying me, you know, I kept thinking of that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think bottom line is to your listeners is don't don't feel like you have to be involved in an exclusive whatever because you as an individual matter. You don't have to be part of something you can be okay you can have your support system you don't need to you don't need to pay for event tickets you don't need to i mean please subscribe to jake's podcast it's free (laughs) (laughs) but i mean but if we ever have a conversation where you're like oh i don't like that they said that then then don't consume it you know don't feel like you have to agree with everything that's put out if it doesn't align i just want people to think for themselves and i feel like a lot of these exmo creators see the vulnerability of people and attach onto that of getting getting them to pay their bills if that makes sense yeah absolutely um and that's defeating the purpose of what's like what's the whole thing of um, putting out that content yeah. Like one thing, like um, John Dillon with Mormon Stories, I love his transparency. I love that he's so completely transparent about where the money comes from, what they do with their money, how they pay their staff. Like that, Yeah, that is like the way to do it. If you're going to yeah. be making money off of people, then be open about it and be very, very transparent about it. Yeah. So. Yeah, anyway. especially when you're main audience has already been used and abused in that way yeah 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 i just don't want to see like a family with four kids be caught up in something else that they thought was like a really good idea and then you know a few years down the line be like now we have to leave all over again you know yeah Yeah. and then it's just yeah a constant cycle so break the cycle and um Obviously, like, there are definitely people out there, like, like me, like Dusty, who, and, you know, there's a lot of people that I can name off right off the bat that would be, like, within a message, you know, they would be willing to listen to you and talk to you and, you know, relate to you, whatever, um, because, like, we're all in this together, but Mm -hmm. at the same time. It's hard, like, it's, there's something in us that we need to, like, switch, I guess. Like, it it takes a while. It's not going to be, like, overnight, but, like, you just got to kind of, like, I can start thinking independently. I got to find, and, like, I got to find myself and what that means and where I, who I am without the church. And because, because the church becomes so much of a part of our identities that it's, 
easy to try and find something else that we can identify with that mm-hmm. and that's um like me like becoming a sailor was became an identity yeah and um becoming like, a yogi or yeah. a yogini because i'm a girl but yeah 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 so um and you just got to find out what who you are outside of the church and what that means mm-hmm. and then you'll be able to eventually just pull away you'll find yourself hopefully like i'm not saying i'm perfect because i like but i you're not i know news news flash <laughs> i know <laughs> and <laughs> Sorry to break your little hearts, everybody, but um, <laughs> I uh, I just I think we like I'm always about like being authentic, being my most authentic self, and whether that means my most authentic self at that time, like mm-hmm. I'm allowed, to, I allow myself to change, I allow myself to grow and to evolve into a different person, like. If something doesn't work for me anymore, I will leave it behind. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And it happens like, like my whole thing was I became a mom and suddenly I was like, I don't know how to do this without the church telling me how to do this. Right. That's a huge thing. So, yeah, it sucks. Sucks when you have to figure it out on your own. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't, I hadn't, I mean, obviously can't relate with that as far as like but like the church is so involved in how they how you raise children mm-hmm. and like right from the beginning and so like it's, they, they go to a nursery at a certain age and then they graduate from nursery to sunbeams and then they or whatever they i don't even know if they call it that anymore but that's how it was when i was a kid and so yeah. now i'm like i i'm i mean my husband too i mean Sort of. No. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's here sometimes. No. <laughs> but like, it, it's scary. It's very scary to be like, okay, I'm, I, I'm in charge of molding these children and I'm in charge of their education and, and their social life, their social life and everything. And it's all up to me to make sure that they thrive. And I don't have a, a set guide and a set formula of they go to this on this day and they do this, you know, they have primary on Sundays and they have achievement days on whatever or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I completely understand that almost desperation to find Mm -hmm. something to latch onto, to like help you know what to do. I totally, I totally get, that's what started my spiral. Like I was, I had even said, the whole my whole de- deconstruction started with me saying to my husband, "I am in over my head with these kids. I don't know how to be a good mom. Maybe I should look back, like start going back to church." That's completely, and it was him saying, "There's some things you need to know about the church before you make that." Choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. And that's what started, like that's what kicked off this whole me opening my eyes and being very aware of church history and and all of it so i get it i totally get it i get the complete desperation for community and i get why people create these communities and they have really good intentions and it can very quickly turn into a very icky situation yeah anyways 
Okay, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, uh, I mean, this goes along with, um, I think, what was I trying to say? Um, hmm, did I lose my train of thought already? Um, we've talked, I've talked about a little bit before where it's like, we have like, ingrained in us like the holy ghost thing and like being in tune with your feelings you know and i think we can take that but also like not ascribe it to some weird like untouchable holy ghost part of the trinity whatever um Mm -hmm. thing but like um but like it's your own gut feeling you know like you we know when things feel weird when they mm-hmm. feel off and yeah. so just i guess i hate to say it but be in tune but like also just like just knowing like what vibes for you and yeah i think that would that's trust a good your gut 100 percent. yeah trust your gut yeah it's, yeah your heart can be tricked but your gut always knows <laughs> yeah yeah oh anyway i don't know if we've Beat a dead horse? Have we? Is the horse dead? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. At the end of the day, we just want everyone to be okay. Yeah. And be supported and know that they're not alone in this crazy rock that goes spinning through space. <laughs> yeah. Lord knows. I was just telling somebody earlier today that um, <laughs> this world is a trash heap and we're. <laughs> We're just trying to survive on it. And um, we could do a whole other episode about the trash heap of certain parts of this world. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, like the like the uh, impending handmaid's tale that I live in. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> Well, I already told you, I'm going to get my happy little gay ass up to Canada. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I already told you, you're going to meet your future husband at Pride 2023 next year. That's right. <laughs> Coming for you. Canadian, <laughs> gorgeous man, wherever you are. Anyway. <laughs> we'll find him. It'll be fine. <laughs> Lumberjack. Um, also listeners after listening to all that please uh, go rate review and subscribe (laughs) (laughs) sorry it was disjointed we had technical difficulties yeah thanks for i had technical if you got this far um anyway we will uh Thanks for being on again, Dusty. You're hey, anytime. Always incredible and um <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Alright listeners, you have a wonderful week. Um it's hump day. I just realized that I released it on hump day because the cakes don't lie. That's the whiskey talking. I'm gonna go now. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs>